Hey girlies. Hey girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies pod. Welcome back. It feels like a minute since we caught up on the hip hop happenings of (laughs) of the girlies. The hip, the hop. We've done a few topics lately. So today is just going to be a bit of a what's new, what's fun, what's fresh, what's been happening. Yeah. Bit of a catch up. Meaningless chit chat. Yeah. It's where we excel. And also because I went on vacation. You did go on vacation. Even just you and I do for an absolute meaningless chit-chat. I know. I don't even hardly know what happened on your vacation. You went to Sydney. No one will ever know. (laughs) (laughs) You just disappeared. You're like, I'm going... I'm going. And I'm I was going. like, when are you coming back? And you're like, I have no return flight booked. That's correct. Which and caused then, me a lot of anxiety. And then I was like, dear work, I hate it here. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't. But I was like, I'm taking time off. And they were like, oh, okay. What do you say to that? When someone's just like, I'll be back Thursday. <laughs> well, they have been telling you that you were overdue for a little break. So yeah, they shouldn't be too surprised. No, but it was still like, I think some abandonment issues may have been triggered. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when your work bestie's not there, it's it's sad. But when your bestie bestie's not there, it's even sadder. Yeah. So you went to Sydney. You did like a long weekend. Yeah, I got some R&R. I yeah. went in the ocean. I went for walks. I connected with Nacho. This is actually quite a big deal because if people know you outside of the pod, <laughs> they'll know that you don't really go in the ocean. Mm-mm, big fear of the ocean. Big fear of the ocean. Whereas I grew up on the coast... Like you're doing nippers, swimming every day. Yeah. So for me, not a big deal. For you to have been on the ocean, it means you really needed that like grounding time. And also it was like see-through water and it was calm and it just looked kind of cleansing, which was the same thing at my birthday. Yeah. I don't like baptism. I don't like the ocean because when I was 13, my dad took me and our weird blended family on a cruise and I had drinks with these teenagers on the cruise because our parents were rogue and at the luau on the Lido deck and this guy who I later found out was friends with George's brother picked me up and dangled me over the side (gasps) of the boat because I was so small at 13 and all I saw was like churning black water and I had to go to therapy and I just am like not vibey with all of the things that are in the ocean that you could just die I never knew this. Oh. Like one that you went on a cruise. I'll process that later. No, but that's secondly, first and only. <laughs> this makes a lot of sense as to why you do not like to go in the ocean. Yeah. So I love the ocean. I love like being knee deep and just being relaxed. And obviously it's very different at daytime and nighttime. But just, you know, it's drowning's not my way to go. No. And sharks would not be my way to go. Steve-O and Stingray also not a keen way to go. Definitely not. But when you can see through and it's calm and you feel like it's just a big cool bath. Yeah. I can get around it. And it was so good. And so that was the coast south? South coast? New South Wales? Like where was this? Yes. Yeah. Like Molly Mook. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Would you recommend? Yeah. Go, go to, to Bannister's. It's Rick Stein. Rick Stein's there. Yeah. Not there, but... His name's well, on the door. Neil Perry was at Margaret when I went to lunch. Yeah. The angry chef. Neil Perry's like the goat. But he, I think, well, I've seen him yell at stuff twice now. Yeah. Well, I needs- think that comes with the trade. I don't know. Have You You watch the bear. You understand how it is. That's not a work of fiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually based on Neil Perry's life story. <laughs> Yeah, so that sounds gorgeous. Anything else in Sydney that was worth reporting on? I mean, yeah, I guess. But 
we'll take turns because I just don't want to go like 20 minutes of just all my wild adventures. Okay, okay. You've done some nice healing things. You went to see Michelle. I did. I went to acupuncture on the basis of our combo about things that we think are low maintenance to be high maintenance worth doing etc <laughs> high maintenance to be low maintenance it's toothless wait. not homeless <laughs> wait it's homeless not toothless <laughs> but wouldn't you really rather be homeless and not toothless <laughs> wouldn't you rather be toothless and not homeless i'm so confused oh my god God bless kathy hilton oh kathy hilton okay so anyway i've worked with the toothless and the homeless <laughs> But, like, why? Where was she doing that? She wasn't. (laughs) So, okay. Deep breath. I went to acupuncture. Good. It was incredible. So, you have been to Oval Acupuncture Mm -hmm. in Camp Hill and recommended it to me. Have an appointment tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Exciting. So, I went. It was a very, I guess, vulnerable cleansing type experience. It's almost like therapy for the first half of the session you're really opening up your shit and you have to talk about her you do have to talk about her she did ask you did warn me she did ask um so we have this really great conversation around like all the things that are going on me and i going on with me and i didn't maybe comprehend how the vastness of things that she can look to target and to treat. So we You're had like, to... Are you nosy or is there going to be a point to all of these questions? Literally. Um, but then we narrowed it down to a few things. So mm-hmm. we're working on sleep. We're working on digestion. We're working on stress. Yeah. I have my treatment. I really didn't know what to expect because obviously when I've had needling before, it's been in more of a osteo, like muscle release mm. type setting. But this was very much kind of they're in random spots and you're like what's going on here then you meditate you've got the warm little lamp the on lamp? your belly oh, oh I wow about that was lamp. great that was a real highlight and then you're just supposed to kind of like be with yourself for 20 minutes it was very um charlotte sex in the city going to get her acupuncture for her ivf journey yes sans ivf i just want to clear that up i might start doing fertility treatments <laughs> so yeah it was great i had a I don't know if I kind of zoned out or like fell asleep, but I was really, really deeply relaxed. Yeah. It was awesome. I got some herbs. Did you get cupped? No cupping this time. Okay. We spent a lot of time on the therapy part of the session. (laughs) We ran out of time for the cupping. Um, And maybe that's not for everyone every time. I think so too. I think, yeah. But I got the herbs and some Chinese sleeping pills. (laughs) The pills, you have to take 12 of them. That is, the, that is the prescribed dose. And they really knock you out. The herbs taste horrendous. Yes. But I am, if nothing, a type A, grade A student. Mushrooms. No, that would taste even worse. I know. That's what's funny. Yeah, so I've been drinking my herbs morning and night. Mm-hmm. And I've got my follow-up appointment later this week. Perfect. So I'll report back. But so far, so good. I'm loving the acupuncture. Me too. I'm so excited for tomorrow. And I think we talked about like find your thing because I also want to get into massage. And I will say, you know, you've got to find your practitioner for all of these things Mm. because there's something about someone that you connect with. And you've said the same thing about therapy. Michelle is just so... Like, she's the right person for us. She's the right person for us. At this point in our lives. Well, do you know she used to work in marketing? 
She's the right person for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, she used to work in like I did like marketing. Have yeah. Like, and quite a high strung job. Yeah. Like decided it wasn't for her for the rest of her life. Went and studied Chinese medicine. We should get her on the pod. Went to mountains of Tibet. She can tell you about it. That would actually be great. We should ask her. Michelle, if you're listening. <laughs> I'll ask her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so love that. The other thing that I have done out of that episode was I broke up with my nails. Oh. I broke up with my nails. It was highly traumatizing the hardest two days because since then well I was miserable because I was looking at my little stumps and I tried to um I like obviously got them professionally removed and then I tried to do just a little code of like a OPI bubble bath at home that I had in a cupboard somewhere and it looked so bad like a child had applied it <laughs> but worse and so I'm on the press on nails yes I'm I'm, I'm telling anyone that will listen Baby J would be so proud. Press on nails are the future. Man, they look so good. I took like 10 minutes they to put them on. They look better than your nails. Yes, 10 minutes to put them on. I've had them on for like six days now. I've been to the sauna. I went to Soak Spa. <laughs> I've been to the gym. I've washed my hair. And they are just going strong. And they're chic and gorgeous. They're chic and gorgeous. Did you end up buying more when we were at Priceline? No, but I am going to just get some more online because they have way chicer styles. Mm. Like, if you think the ones in the stores are not for you, like, they're not for me either, don't worry. Just jump online. I got mine from... You got a code. Candy Claws. Oh. I'll post it on the story. But Perfect. they've got really chic ones that look just as good as getting your nails done. I honestly think they look better because they're also uniform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the nail art is perfect. Yeah. And once they start to grow out... And the out, shape is... Perfect. Machine done. Not like rogue. <laughs> yeah, like one's going to the left, one's going to the right. Your nail would go like that. Yeah. <laughs> what shape do you like? So when they start to grow out in like a week or so, I'll just rip them off. So, well, I don't rip them off. I'll soak them off in a bowl of warm water for 10 minutes and they'll fall off and I'll do a new set. And one packet has like 30. Yeah, it has enough to do like... Potentially Twice, two probably. because there are some big sizes. There are some <laughs> large and in charge sizes. Like I could do my big toe. With one. You should. There's like one big One nail. big fat fancy nail yeah, with I'll... a really long point. <laughs> be wearing slides only with that. I won't get my shoes on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay for that. That's yeah. a fetish that's niche on OnlyFans, I know. Untapped niche fetish content. Yeah, yeah. The press on nails, they're the future. I'm obsessed and... And so affordable. Going back. Yeah, so okay. affordable. What's not affordable is you on Friday calling me when I was like, do you want to hang out? And you were like, oh, you know, I'm in the city. And I was like, I want you to come over. And you're like, I've just... I'm in the city, so like, what are you doing? I didn't want to tell what you. What are you doing in the city? Okay, so I didn't shop for over a month. Wow. It was since I went to Sydney. You in, didn't shop big ticket items. Let's not be... No. Don't I, lie to the girls. I, I basically didn't shop. I had a couple of birthdays to buy gifts for. Great. But there fine. were no self-gifts. Okay. For a matter of like five to six weeks. And so I really did just break. I was trying to see <laughs> if I, I did could. just deserve yeah, a I blowout. Just, I deserved a little blowout. So uh, what did I buy? I went to Vicky Woods. They have the new season. And there are some chic little pieces. Everything you get is chic. 
Thank you. I got a new denim skirt, like a midi length, midi maxi. Maxi length. Yeah, maxi length. It's like the perfect denim skirt. I've waited six months to find the one. This is the one. We're ready. It's just in time for sweaty season. Ready for sweaty season. Um, I got a chic little black top, which I had been looking at a different style, but then this one came out and it was a better cut. So I went, I got it. So I got it. I got it. Sorry, I want it. I got it. Um, (laughs) And a tan blazer, which I have also had my eye on for a few weeks. And it's just stunning. But it was, they were doing their little VIP preview sale. So I got a small discount and a small gift. I got a little wine. I got some cookies. I got some ASOP. Yeah. Where where is the gift with purchase these days? Like Vic and Woods have got it nailed. That is unheard of. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost worth spending your entire life savings to get an ASOP. It is. Um, And here's where I did exercise some restraint because I went then downstairs. Yes. To Saint Laurent, tried on six pairs of sunglasses, could have walked out with two. Could have. Walked out with none. Perfect. That is growth, my Your friends. eyes are hurting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I already have new sunglasses from like two months ago. That's so right. I didn't need them. So exercise some restraint there. And then I swung by Dior and I had a little like moment in Dior. Well, the Dior girls would be upset if they saw you coming out of St. Laurent and you didn't go in and say hi. They, it would be rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but because they had their high jewelry um, event coming up, they're like, we've got in the safe a necklace which is worth 150 grand. Do you want to try it on? And I was like... You guys know my income, right? Like, yeah. I know I shop here, but not like that. I don't shop here like that. No. But we tried it on and it was so so much fun you undersold it to me I don't know what you thought I was gonna say when you were like oh, I tried this necklace on you know it was all right it was like 400 diamonds like cl- I don't know clustered kind of anyway whatever yeah and then I saw it and I was like um so that's an artwork it was an artwork you're wearing it to the Oscars they're loaning it to Anne Hathaway to wear to the Oscars that's the Ocean's 54 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly right so that was a real, real cute, special moment. Again, I didn't make any purchases there. I feel felt quite sensible. So you set yourself up for success by doing your shopping first and then going into more expensive places and declining things. <laughs> yeah. And then going like, oh, get a load of this. <laughs> get a load of this, boys. <laughs> no nails. Yeah. No spends over $2,000. Yeah. Sick. Pat me on the back. Oh, and I did get a few things from Mecca as well, but that was just restocks things that I needed it is girl math they can't count yeah you need a new mascara that's girl math that doesn't count I gotta have something on my eyes right I gotta buy sunscreen for example yes yes so girl math what sunscreen are you using now well I had always been using ultraviolet and I use aspect for the gym but I decided to try the mecca sunscreen this time one of they got 14. a new Well, they got a new one, which is a serum, and it's like a serum primer, SPF 50. It's beautiful. Is it? Yep. Because, you know, I'm a SkinCeuticals. I know. You do like a SkinCeuticals. Oh, what's the other one you like? La, La Roche? Or are we off the La Roche? No, I'm off it. SkinCeuticals The La Roche bust. gets in your eyes and stings. And I feel like a big, giant baby when I'm running around, like, with my eyes stinging. There is a La Roche that doesn't sting because it's designed for sensitive eyes. <laughs> but I do hear your points. Like the really serum-y one. Yeah, that's the really runny thin. one. True runny. That I get texture issues. Yeah. 
The SkinCeuticals is stunning. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. But I could try a Mecca. Like, the price point is better. Because I'm paying, like, 50 bucks for 10 mils or something. Yeah. Well, this is, like, 50 bucks for, like, 30 mils. So, it's three times the efficiency gains. I'd have to check this actual size. But it feels like 10 mils. It's, like, this big. It's not enough. It's like a finger. It lasts, like, a month. It's not a month. Not enough. It's not enough. So, yeah, that was my little moment on Friday night, my little self-shopping trip. I bought a mattress on Friday night. On a deal. On a deal. The deal of the century. We are, if we if we could be any more different, we would be, I would be a boy. And that would be the only way we could be more different. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I did suggest, You did get a deal. Well, yeah. <laughs> you got an ASOL. But when we were shopping for the mattress, mm. I did suggest that we compare department stores and then the deal was there. <laughs> the deal was to be had. It's so funny because um, we got a deal on this mattress. So exciting. And I can't remember what the price difference was between the two mattresses that you and I were tossing up. And we had to actually explain to people on Thursday that we're not in a relationship because we were talking about the mattress and the vacation. <laughs> and we're just bouncing on every bed in the whole department store. <laughs> anyway, we're like, do we get this really, really, really discount mattress? It feels too cheap to buy. Um, and the other mattress was like two grand more. And we came down to when you lay down at night, is it $2,000 more comfortable or do you feel more comfortable in the cheap one because you know you saved $2,000 more yeah. With the cheap mattress. And I think we would know, WWJD, what would Janet do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Janet was like, were there more? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you buy me one? And I'm like, no. Um, it was a one only. And also, what are you going to do? Put it on Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> She's been banned from Facebook. Why? For trying to sell Lego and infringing on copyright. <laughs> Who has Lego? Where is she getting this Lego from? She's in Melbourne. Her only of, child is 30 years old. Selling all of her relatives' <laughs> garage items on her vacation. Yeah. Well, actually, I've been selling a lot recently. You haven't breached any copyright. No, but I cleaned out my wardrobe. I did a big spring clean. I love that you try things on for the photos. I think that really helps people. It helps with the selling. Yeah, definitely. But I did a big spring clean. I pulled out anything that I hadn't, like, reached for in the last 18 months and it's on its own separate rail and then I was kind of just dividing it into is this something that I do want to wear in the future because it's like an occasion wear or whatever or am I just over this yeah but I think it could still have some resale or am I just over it this but it needs to be donated so I've got like the post-it system going (laughs) like it's there's a system you're in Kim's archive warehouse I'm in Kim's archive warehouse and like a lot of the stuff is moving quite quickly because a lot of it is just like great dish linen basics. Yes, that people like, love dish. People love. I wore last summer. I'm like, cool. I don't want to wear this again this summer. It's still got plenty of life in it. But then you did have someone come to buy something and you failed oh, to dude, realize they were dude, there. This is so <laughs> bad. Okay, so I was watching. I was watching TV, and they said I'll come around seven. I'm like, okay, great. See you then. I didn't check my phone for 10 minutes so I was so engrossed in my show. And meanwhile, then I, they're obviously arrived to my house. They've messaged me on Facebook. It doesn't notify me because my notifications are off for my mental, mental health. health. <laughs> and then I finally do check my phone. She's like, I'm here. What 
what apartment number are you? Like, what's happening? I'm leaving and I'm running out on the street like after her, like, come back, come <laughs> back. Um, anyway, I, I felt really bad because she'd driven like 35 minutes to my place <laughs> and she left without her dish linen. Oh, it was denim, a d- double denim <laughs> I did offer as a consolation prize to post it to her like at my cost, but she was over my bullshit at that point um, and she didn't want to proceed with the sale. A consolation <laughs> prize of a, of a shipping bag. Like, I'll and you pay. can't try it on and you can't see it, but you can pay me and I'll ship it to you after you drove 35 minutes. Oh yeah. my God, I really failed. So I've been very on it with my other pickups and it's going, it's going well. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Yeah. yeah. I can't deal with people showing up to my house. It's like a, a thing that I really panic with. Like, it, you know how many times I called you when I had to sell my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? What if they need me to help them put it onto the, a vehicle? What if I can't get it onto the trolley? What if they're weird? What if they, like, use my bathroom? <laughs> like, all of these things. And when the guy eventually came to buy my fridge, he was like, hey – put it on his trolley, wheeled it out, gave me cash. See, I'll let myself out. And I was just standing there like, aren't you going to give me a hard time? <laughs> Isn't this, aren't I going to get traumatized from this experience? It was just too easy. Too good to be true. Too fucking easy, mate. Other traumatizing experiences for you this weekend? <clears throat> uh, I footy. did cry. Over the footy? Like I was at our friend Steph's house. Yeah. I had a great weekend, by the way. Yeah, you had a wild weekend. I'm living life. She is living life. Except that Friday night I was buying a mattress. Boring. Cut. But that needed to happen. That was a mandatory. And the, and the deal was done on Monday. So we had to get in before the deal closed. Yeah. Um, but I can't even remember Saturday. Well, we had... Oh, no. Saturday we had... We had brunch. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> Went to Legree. Yes. With Danique, one of the teachers. Yeah. An icon. Yes. She's going to come on the pod. Okay. Everyone will be so excited. We have to stop name dropping all of our friends and then telling them that they're coming on the pod. No, I already, pod. I, already, ask I, already told her. I already told her. Okay, amazing. She's so excited to be on the pod. She's been thinking about it too. Okay. Just, I know there are a lot of people that are thinking like, I'm ready to go on the pod. <laughs> It's not, my turn. Not everyone can come on the pod though. Not everyone's cut out for it. No. No. There needs to be a vetting. So um, we went to Legree. We met up with you afterwards. We had coffee. Yeah. Send Danique home. Go home. Get ready. I'll see you later because we had a date later. You and I went and had a lovely lobby bar date. Well, we actually had mimosas, which we haven't done in ages. We're usually Bloody Mary, extra spicy. Yes. And the and the wait man was steering us towards the mimosa. He said the mimosa would better complement our omelette. <laughs> It was all right. It was it was good. I mean, yeah. it was like eighty five dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping it was like at least enjoyable. Yeah. 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 We had a great time. We're planning our dinner party. We were in hysterics. It was the best morning ever. Came home, got changed, showered, beautiful, because I had a date with Danique and her husband. Mostly had a date with Danique's husband. Danique was invited. Yep. We went to the High Jinks Hotel. This is that escape room place, right? And yet, it's not escape rooms. Oh, is it not? Nope. And we were under the same impression and kind of awkwardly dreading it. Like, yeah. wanted to do a wholesome activity as a family, but not a huge fan of an escape room. 
And it's at Chermside, which I haven't been to since I was like in high school. Yeah. Chermside's a whole lot. It's like a city. Yeah, it's like nice now. Not sure I could go there again. It's a lot. But I yeah. would go to Hijinx Hotel again. Right. So we get there 20 minutes late, which apparently is like actually problematic because you meant to start at a set time. Didn't realize. Start doing what though? Getting into your rooms. So we booked 10 rooms of this hotel. And each room has like an activity. And it's kind of like a carnival or like a game but they time you and they've got some kind of tech in there because you've got these, like, I don't even know what the material would be, but these blocks that have letters on them, for example. Mm -hmm. And a question will appear on the screen and you have to put the right letters into the right spot to answer the question on the screen. And I'm like, how does the thing know what letter I've put? So it's like Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) That's just one room. Then there's another one that's like shooting hoops. Okay. Then there's another one that's like, guess which song this is, but it's now acoustic only or it's piano only or something. Okay, so it's like different puzzles, games. Yeah, You've got to solve them to move to the next room. And it tells you what your score is and then it tells you what the high score of the day is. And so it's like a really self-esteem lowering activity. As you yeah. go- And we were sweating. Like we were giving it out. <laughs> we were not dressed for the occasion. It was a hot day already. We were like looking at each other going, we have, we wouldn't, like, how did we get this so wrong? Um, but we had the best time and then we went and had a little like meal and drinks and then we had a sleepover. Gorgeous. I'm just, I like did not spend the weekend at my house. Yeah. Um, so I got home the next day, <laughs> had a nap, had a shower, got dressed. I'm off for the footy. She's off for the footy. So she's been building for this footy finale all year. And the heartbreaking thing when I tell you, I was in Sydney last weekend. I could have gone to the footy this weekend <laughs> in Sydney. But you weren't in Sydney this weekend. No, but I like had access to go and I didn't really process that with yeah, until the day and I was like, "Wait, fuck. You could have been at the footy. But I wouldn't have handled it because if a Penrith person looked at me sideways when we lost, I would have decked them. Okay. So maybe we're not going out to watch the footy in public. Is well, this is here. also what happened. Correct. So girls date, Steph, me. We're going to the Brecky Creek. We thought we'd have a steak. Yep. We watch the footy. We get in the spirit, the vibes. I want a chest bump with some guy that's like slightly overweight in a jersey. Narrator, I declined to also attend this event. It no, was not for me. Beyond decline, ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even going to get me down. I was like, pick me up. I'm going. Let's go. Fuck Brooke. We'll see Brooke next week. So we get there. We've ordered our steak. We're like, I've got a beer. Cheersing. Talking to this person next to us. Whatever. And I start to get like a little bit anxious. A little bit worked up. Yeah. <laughs> by half time. It's also quite cool. And the vibes weren't where they needed to be at the creek. Really? Though I did see Rupert from Maths for the second time in two days. I saw him on Friday morning at Legree outside, and I saw him at the creek, and then I saw him this morning at Legree. I still don't know who this is because I didn't watch the most recent Google it. Maths. Evelyn and Rupert. Like, I Googled a photo of them, but that's it. I got no more context. He, he seems like a sweetheart. Okay, well, do we like him? I think so, but, like, he was really quite iconic in maths because at his wedding he couldn't speak. He, like, had a meltdown. (laughs) It was really awkward. It's the hardest TV I've ever had to watch, and I saw the Broncos lose the grand final on Sunday. Yeah. 
Okay. So we've kind of like had a consult. Should we stay or should we go? I'm cold. The vibes are bad. I'm feeling anxious. I don't want to like bash a random Penrith supporter here. Who knows what I could do? I might become a violent person. I don't know. I've never been in this situation before. <laughs> I'm deeply concerned. The Broncos got a wooden spoon last year, I think. Anyway, we go home. We look at each other. We're still hungry. I've had 300 grams of steak. <laughs> she makes a cheese board. She's a mum. She's got every ingredient you could ever imagine. She has prosciutto at the ready. Wow. The most I ever have is a hummus. Yeah. So... Then I have another sleepover. Got my LED face mask. I got my jammies. I'm like loving just being carried on these little dates by my beautiful little grown-up friends. Yeah. Treated like a little baby. I'm just a girl. It's actually so beautiful to do these sorts of like friend dates that are a little bit more wholesome than just let's do a dinner. How many times can I go to dinner? Oh. Doing an activity, it sounds fun. choked. Like it's... Dinner's great, but dinner is also when you go to dinner with me, you are you may as well have gone to Vic and Woods. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, you may as well have gone shopping. I'm ordering whatever I feel like eating. Yeah. I'm ordering bottles of wine. I I think we could probably, you know, we're gonna go to the driving range. We could go bowling. I don't know what else there is to do. We could go back to High Drinks Hotel. All these ideas. Um <clears throat> So that's me. It was like wholesome. It was fun. It was flirty. Just with the gals. Gorgeous. Mm. Do you want to get into it? (laughs) Well, I think I've always loved doing friend dates with you. Yeah. But I've really enjoyed, because no one knows, like I went through a breakup this year. Yeah. And I've just had a very different experience. Yeah, let's, let's, let's unpack. Let's talk. Right. So... I'm like, I won't talk about the relationship and I won't talk about the breakup and I won't talk about like the other person. Yeah. But I think there's, everyone's been through one breakup and had that gut wrenching, unable to eat, unable to sleep, obsessing over over your phone. That like drafting messages, whether you send them or not, preferably you don't. Waiting to see those little three dots appear. Stalking them on social media. Ugh, that that is heart-wrenching stuff. And you really can put yourself through the ringer unnecessarily. Like, sick. Yeah. I, I And I'm prone to those behaviors, right? I'm like a little bit kind of compulsive or addictive, I suppose. And... Um, yeah, kind of hard on myself generally. So when I didn't experience any of those things, I was like, have I cracked the code? I don't know what the code is. So when I figure out how <laughs> I cracked the code. Have I cracked the code or am I just disassociating? Hard to tell. And yeah, so I've been like really mindful that I don't want to risk my mental well-being. Yeah. Not risk my mental health to a place where it gets dark, but I don't want to risk like where I have been thriving, even at the back end of the relationship when things are really difficult, personally, I was still thriving. I had like very clear boundaries. You and I have a very codependent relationship that can't be sacrificed for any man. So I was always set with like my support system, thriving at work, looking after my like physical and mental and whatever spiritual body anyway. So I was like, I'm not gonna jeopardize that. I can't go out and like binge drink. I'm not interested in like some kind of like sexual rampage. No, that's a very 
like early 20s yeah it's very damaging well it can be for some people it's like liberating I you know have a friend that found that to be quite a way to heal her relationship with her body yeah I know that that's not what's going to do that for me yeah um I also don't want to be like chatting with heaps of guys because then you're just comparing like what would they say versus what would your person say well it's also giving away a lot of your energy when right now your energy needs to be devoted to you yes and I feel like you're kind of superficially entertaining someone and like putting on a performance I think when you're just like messaging and flirting I don't have that in me I've got a lot of things that I'm yeah trying to figure out my own life so that's been like this year so now I think we've reached a point where I haven't had regrets. Yep. I haven't slipped back. I can't do no contact because of like joint We well, guys have so many joint commitments that are still being unpacked and plans made. And so you yeah. do have to keep a level of contact. It's like low contact. Yeah. And look, I mean, I can get all the criticism in the world that I'm like heartless and I'm clinical and I'm cruel and all of that because I am just trying to be like realistic. And I think clearing things out is better than leaving them for years and being like oh no all of these joint assets like what are we going to do now yeah I think the sooner that those things can reach a resolution the better right like you just kind of want to feel as though all the things that need to be tied up are tied up and then you can have some no contact time to work through like Will you have some sort of relationship in the future? Yeah. But while you still have those forced conversations because of joint assets or pets or living arrangements or whatever, Mm. I imagine that's really difficult. Yeah. And I think I've tried to come at it with, and I've been saying this a lot in other areas, like I'm trying to hold myself with integrity because that's something that I am really proud of when I do demonstrate that for the betterment of, everyone in my view and in this instance I'm like I'm just trying to hold myself with grace like if you throw a jab at me that's okay yeah I'm not gonna get bashed and I'm not going to accommodate you and I don't think it's been that bad but that's just been like going into it I just set myself as this is exactly how I'm gonna behave and I'm going to get triggered and this is how I want to handle that and I'm going to struggle with the logistics of things and it's really hard to do a lot of things with a house and all of your finances and all of that by yourself like going from having this plan of we're going to be together forever we're going to have this house we're going to have this thing we're going to have this dog we're going to do these goals to then I have to call a tradesperson or (laughs) yeah well you've gone from having a really kind of fixed vision of what the future yeah maybe look going to look like I mean nothing's guaranteed but you've got a pretty clear idea of what the both of you want together and when that is ripped away Mm. you've got to recalibrate it's not easy yeah but it's so weird because again like nothing to do with any person but I really do think that the future is so bright like I don't think that there's a limit to happiness I don't think that you know I've missed my boat yeah which being old 30 fuck off man I mean you are approaching another birthday you did say to me like wow I'm so impressed that you've handled this so well like 
given your stage in life to be single. That sounds really mean. I did not say it like that. But <laughs> but basically, yeah, wow. But basically, yeah, wow. <laughs> no, well, there is such a, there's such a, I guess, misnomer around, like, you're in your early 30s. You should be with your person. You should be buying the house. You should be lining up the kids to come within the next three to five years. Like, mm. what does that sort of timeline need to look like? And we talked about it a bit last week. I think we've stepped away from a few of those mm. kind of cultural pressures. But they're definitely still there, like to, in it's the like, back of our minds. Also, what do you want? Like, I want to have kids. Yeah. Under the right conditions. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely better to not do that with the wrong person just for the sake of you've come this far or you feel like there's a timeline that you should be moving towards. Yeah. And I think I could have like pushed and forced and tried to fit a dynamic in my last relationship to have that. But kids don't make life easier. And I want things, I I think everyone can have the life that they envision and dream of. So, you know, I'm not trying to be like a brat, but I'm like, I want the life that I want. And I think that I can have that. And I think that there's someone out there for me that can do that. And so I want to have kids with that person that, you know, meets my values and meets me halfway and all of those things. So I think it's like worked out. I'm so amazed at how okay I was during that whole period. But I will say that not that I was like consciously planning to leave. Yeah. But I was identifying things that were really triggering me or that I was getting like stressed out and I was getting my feelings hurt. Like I was hurting my feelings based on the dynamic. And so I just told myself like whilst I was still in my relationship, you need to like heal yourself because Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Like pick fights all the time or just stew? Like just go live your life. And if this person's still there – And you can have a different version of a relationship and it works. Awesome. So I did. We started like doing more things without really contemplating like, do I have plans with that person this weekend? I don't care. I'm making plans because, you know, we don't have plans currently. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of processed a lot of things and got really, I don't know, it must have been like an unconscious planning yeah because we did talk about like I wasn't happy towards the end but I think it was a lot longer than that that I was kind of processing everything and preparing myself for how to do things by myself or to have a support system that would pick me up when things did eventually kind of come to a head totally and that's been the best thing ever I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about if you have a relationship end like there's no it's a no In California, we have no-fault divorce. Like, it's no one's fault. You can't blame one person because, you know, everyone participates. Like, I'm a massive asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I think it's about processing things in your own time. And this is, like, very heteronormative to say, but I feel as though, and a lot of people have said this, females process things before they happen and often... They are kind of thinking about what this relationship needs to come to an end. Here are the things that are not working for me. Like they're starting to protest before they make the move out of the relationship. Yeah. Whereas oftentimes 
men have their head in the sand. They're a bit avoidant. On They're the a whole. bit avoidant. If we can generalize a a, a very heteronormative generalization, and I'm very aware of that. But the, often they will only start processing things once the breakup has happened. And it's like way after the breakup has happened because yeah. then, I mean, you'll see, and I've like broken up with guys of all ages or, you know, been broken up with and they kind of go into exactly what I said I didn't want to do, like drinking excessively, filling yeah. the void with other people, trying to run and be busy and, you know, yeah. pick up a new gym routine Getting and throw angry. themselves into work and yeah. And not sitting with their emotions. And then they'll find that their emotions pop up like six months later. Yeah. And then like RIP to the next person. Like who's got to deal with that? I know. But that's okay. (laughs) It happens. So yeah, like you've said that there's been some contact. Let's talk a little bit around like navigating, like triggering contact. How How are you doing that? Not always well. Yeah. But certainly always trying. And I think anytime and like look, we're both trying to be mature. I think I haven't been treated poorly compared to other things that I have experienced. But you know, there'll be times where he'll say, You're clearly not ready to talk about this. And instead of me getting defensive, I'll be like, No, I am really not ready to talk about this. Like I'm really not ready to make plans on how we deal with some area of our ongoing life together yet. Yeah. Because my trust is broken or I have not figured out what my boundaries will need to be for that to work or those types of things. So I'm probably like would say be real with yourself first because sometimes someone will say something like, you're not ready to talk about this yet. And we'll just automatically want to rebuff that. But what if that's true? And you could yeah. say, you know, someone says like, you're not being honest. Are you being honest? Like, could you take a pause before you react and take offense because it's a heightened emotional situation and be like, is it okay for me to say, yeah, because I don't even know what the truth is right now. Or yeah, yeah this is really fucking hard for me. And so I am being a little bit awkward or proactively defensive or any of those things. It takes a lot to be able to do that self-reflection in the moment Mm. and not just kind of jump to your own defense because everyone wants to be like tough and strong and like coming out on top. No one wants to be wrong, which is like really, I think what I said before, like if you don't look at it as fault, someone might really hurt you, but I'm sure that there are moments in the years that you were together, for my example, that... I really hurt them too because I can miss subtle hints and I can shut down conversations the same way that, you know, everyone else can. So that's probably like also a life lesson. But if you, and you're right, it's so hard to do in the moment. And so I know there's been like one instance where I haven't properly handled myself in the moment, but I took the next opportunity to properly handle that. I'm not trying to make up with you. I'm not trying to pander to you. I'm acknowledging like my failings in that. Yeah. And wanting to keep it. Yeah. Probably also because I'm in consulting. Like I'm just very <laughs> facilitating a conversation and the next yeah. steps of this project plan. Yeah. The and change really manager hard. and you is shining. <laughs> but the biggest thing that I've had to deal with is like guilt of that. Yeah. Because I feel like I can handle the unpacking of the things and the plan for coexisting in 
a level-headed-ish way. I'm not super emotional because I processed everything like last year, ultimately. (laughs) So um, I am riddled with like a guilt that maybe I am the biggest cunt that's ever existed. So now I have like, me and Michelle are talking about I have eczema, got dermatitis. It's manifesting in different ways, which is interesting. Yeah, and guilt is something that I'm just working through. That's been, I don't have anger or hatred or resentment, but I do have guilt because, as you said, like, it was a shock. And it's hard to see that, see the other person dealing with the shock and dealing with their emotions in a way that is kind of reactive. Even though I had to go through all of them as well, like I still feel bad. And that's what I'm trying to reconcile in my head. Like everything that you're feeling, why do I feel responsible for? Because I experienced all of that in the relationship at your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's, it's hard. (laughs) You're doing really well. I think so. I don't know. I've gotten like a lot of positive feedback that I probably seem lighter And I think we do, there's like a massive mental load of certainly cohabitating with someone and really modifying around moods or around conflict if it is at a point where it can't be resolved. Yeah. Um, So I feel like relief, which like this is, there was a lot of love, so it's not diminishing that, but certainly I'm like excited for the future. Yeah, I love that. Should I just delete this whole <laughs> section? Maybe. Nah. No, I think it was beautiful. It was it was deep. We went there. It was meant to be chit-chat, bruh. Oh, I know. I know. Well, let's get into some chit-chat. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I know it's not easy when you're in it, no matter like how much processing you've done or like there's always love lost and that always hurts. Mm. And like yeah time and space yeah yeah uh i do have a little rec for you this is like a pod episode that i listened to that i found applied to maybe my situation but also may apply to your situation all right um so it's this um american chicky <laughs> liz tran and she is an executive coach um and she does this episode called this podcast called reset and she's done an episode like last week, I think I listened to it, called On Being In Between. And I will share the link in the show notes. But it's about on on finding comfort in being in between if you don't know what the next looks like. Mm. And I think that can apply to career. It can apply to relationships, particularly like if you've been in something long term and like your world is now not as you knew it. Yeah. Um, and I found a lot of comfort in that episode just like understanding how to sit in in between Mm. and how to relish in it and how to like make the most of being in that stage yes so that you find the next right thing without just kind of going oh my god panic and picking the next thing off the shelf yeah yeah I think that's that's what you see a lot with jobs and also I see that a lot with yeah relationships ending and just latching on to attention from somewhere that you probably haven't like explored whether that is fulfilling for you. Yeah. Until it's too late and you're entangled in another in an entanglement. In another entanglement. Yes. I uh, like the idea of like trust. Yeah. Cuz 
yeah, the world is scary, but you know, for the most part, we keep going and we just get better. Yep. Wow. All we right. Do. I'm going to go to sit on Oprah Winfrey's show. What else have you got? <laughs> Uh, a bit of TV. There's been a few new seasons dropped in the last couple of weeks. It is. It's been exciting. Sex Education, I think, is the best show to grace our TV screens. In is it still years. good? Is it season three? This is season four. Oh. And it's the final season. And it is just brilliant. It is the best show. And I wish that I had had it growing up. Season one was so good. Season one was so good. So it's set in England. It's a bunch of teenagers at a high school. The main character, Otis, his mum is a sex therapist. (laughs) And so he starts offering sex therapy to the other kids at school. (laughs) And it sort of just centers around all of these conversations that are really difficult to have. But he has in this kind of like really... He's so wholesome, awkward. awkward way. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's great watching. It's hilarious. It's also great because of their relationship as like a mother and a son where he completely like rejects her for what she does. And then ironically uses yeah. all of what she's done to be cool at school. Totally. And I like that as well. It kind of, it's got like a straight male protagonist but then he has a gay male best friend. Like that's a really beautiful relationship. It does kind of delve into all of these different, I guess, like socially progressive conversations, <laughs> but not in a cringe way. Like no. it's just so fucking funny. Like that girl that's got like the weird fantasy. Yeah, the alien girl. <laughs> yes. The saddest thing is that she's not back for season four. Oh. I know. But some of the other characters are really shining in season four, like Amy, who's Maeve's best friend. Love. She's amazing. <laughs> um, the principal's son He's amazing in this season. Um, he he dated Eric. In, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So if you're not on sex education, I would say it's like one of the best shows I've watched. You actually days. learn about like, I, I feel like I had a little learning myself from time to time. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Um, But yeah, like what else have I been watching? American Horror Story featuring Kimmy K. Yeah. So only the first two episodes are out, but so far so good. Kimmy mm-hmm. K is not an actress. We know this from watching Keeping also, Up. The hair and makeup for the show like does her no favors on purpose for sure, but it just adds an element of like you don't want to like it. Yeah, well, it's hilarious because she is, I guess, a Chris Jenner in the show because she's the publicist of Emma Roberts, who's the movie star. Uh, and it's just, it's so great so far. I love it. Is it scary? No, it's not. It's... Because I found one of the seasons scary. Uh, (laughs) it's just got a little bit of a thriller kind of, Uh you don't know what's going to happen. I can't watch anything scary. I feel like that hotel one was scary. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that season. It was too scary. Okay. Yeah, no, I actually, I don't know if you know this, but I actually can't watch anything scary. No, me neither. I'm a happy Gilmore girl. Yeah, I watch... And you, I, the Gilmore Girls is your comfort show. The Gilmore Girls is my comfort show and I have been watching it recently, so I should probably like check in on what that's about. Um, <laughs> but I'm back to season one, maybe. No, it's so good. But yeah, I don't watch anything scary. Like I watched an episode of Black Mirror the other day, which was about a murder and I didn't sleep like I'm not interested in anything scary but American Horror Story is palatable for me okay except the hotel season except the hotel season um you've been watching 
something else. Look, I'm on Hey You. Yeah. Everyone knows because I have to log in every day, basically. I've got only my Real Housewives franchises. If it's on Hey You, she will watch it. So I'm watching Summer House, but I just started at season three. I'm now in season four within five days because yeah. I'm not that crazy, guys. I'm mostly still at home watching TV, <laughs> eating hummus on crackers, girl dinner. <laughs> um, it's so bad, but it is so good. However, there are like spinoffs. So there's Winter House. Are you serious? And I can't, I can't take another one. But the relationships in season four Summer House are as a result of Winter House. And so I'm missing a lot of context. Oh my God. No. I'm not I doing can't. it. I'm not I, doing I it. I can't. I can't. Um, I'm trying to pick up a few more books as well in addition Good. to... Healthy balance. <laughs> yes. In addition to book club, um, I recently read Limelight by Daisy Buchanan, which was quite a good story I liked it it was about this girl who um she moonlights on an OnlyFans type platform so she's got her kind of day job but then by night she's kind of living this double life where she's a star on the platform Mm -hmm. and um her sister gets really sick and someone leaks her like soft porn photos Oh. So that gets out into the media because they're all doing this campaign around raising money for her sister's illness. Um, and it was just a really interesting look at, like, why people want to get into those, creating that type of content. Um, and... But like, you can see the appeal. For sure. Six-figure months, seven-figure months. Well, the interesting thing in this book is she's not doing it for the cash. She's doing it because she, like, doesn't feel great about herself in her day-to-day life. And so she's kind of living this alter ego where she's, like, sexy and, like, really in tune with her body. And, like, that's why she's doing it. It's actually a more honorable way because I just realized how transparent I am. Like, I'm doing it for the cash. Doing it for the cash. Yeah. So that was a really interesting read. And, like, it felt... I'm not doing it at all. <laughs> just so right that um, just, just in case anyone's wondering, I'm not on the fans. Um, yeah, no, it, it was an interesting take on something that's quite modern but didn't feel too... Ugh, like the like COVID, the COVID books. books. Yeah. You know? I'm reading Search History. Oh, do you like it? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't think it's like badly written, but I am... I can't stand her, man. So this girl... Is just a nightmare and she starts dating this guy and becomes obsessed with his previous girlfriend and building up like how she presents herself to him based on how much stalking she's done of his Instagram and his previous girlfriend's Instagram and like going to the same places that she would go to and it's just too much for me. I'm like, girl, close the app, like get to know this person. Imagine finding out that someone's like, ultimately stalking you yeah and I think that this is real I think that this is what we're doing yeah it's pretty unhinged the book I I've also read it because I had a shopping blackout and purchased two copies of this book <laughs> that's not great and so I gave one to you um yeah I finished it so let me when you're finished oh but I don't think it gets it doesn't get significantly better like I think that it raises a good point because anytime I get really worked up I'm like you've nailed something about society that gives me the gripe yeah get off social media boys and yeah. girls yeah mostly creepy girls when she goes to the yoga studio no, that's traumatic that's weird and the friend is there 
Yeah. Oh, I'm like, you're going to get found out and it's going to be that you're, you get put in a mental house. This is not right. It's not right. Um, speaking of books, last little item for today is the book club reminder. So this month we are reading Something Bad is Going to Happen by Jesse Stevens. How far into it are you? I'm done. It's in my bag to give you today. Yes! Yes. So See me. I'm just a girl. I'm just a baby. <laughs> You're just a girl. Um, so yes, as always, uh, pick up a copy. We're reading it all together. We'll put a call out for your reviews, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And then we will record our review episode and feature some of your thoughts. We love it. We love book club. It's the most fun. I think we've done two fiction books in a row. So next month, we might do something completely different but we're not that organized girlies spoiler alert we'll work it out when we get there (laughs) spoiler alert it'll be shoe dog (laughs) (laughs) if all else fails make the girls read shoe dog what is shoe dog oh it's the nike founder autobiography okay i was laughing like i knew what you were talking about (laughs) good one i didn't know what we were talking about one of my favorite books ever yeah yeah um i'm also going to read next erin deering we were talking about her the other day love her yeah her little memoir so i've got that on my, my bedside table to start reading next and i also picked up another biography this one uh the end it's an autobiography. Is that what they call when you write it about someone? That's just a biography. Oh, okay. Well, it's Anna. Auto w- is of the self. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it is of Anna Winter. So I'm excited. She would never write an autobiography. Absolutely not. Did you see her snub Kim at no. the show? Was it the Burberry show? Kim was running 20 minutes late and she walked into her vacancy. It was next to Anna. And she stopped to say hello to... Anna's companion no. and Anna just would not look she would not engage so rude Kim just sat it's down and sat there production. Like dying and they put it on for Anna Anna's not going to be like oh, hi she's watching the show yeah it's also been a real highlight of the last two weeks is all the show recaps from Paris and Milan Fashion Week you've I've been, been loving it okay well that's my us for today sorry Kim yeah bye see ya favorite part of the whole pod is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's so iconic being broke sucks and being rich is a lot better <laughs> you're such a fucking liar camille can we do like a tiktok where we lip sync our intro song we need to yeah it's really feeling really necessary i really love that girl on tiktok that does like i don't know if you've seen she just does one snippet of a song i'll show you and she's like so good like, does she sing? She, like, acts it out. No. Oh, okay. She, like, acts it like out. Like, interpretive dance. Interpretive facials. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could definitely be us. Could definitely be us.